Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Hey, what's the deal, y'all? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And this is another episode of the number one podcast in all of Los Angeles. Nice and neat. What's going on, fellas? What's the deal, bro? Man, we got a good episode today. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this topic, and uh, just to like just jump straight into it, we're going to be talking about just effective communication in your relationships today, like and just like what that looks like. When I think about effective communication, I think about a couple of things. Most importantly, I think about comprehension, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's good. The most difficult thing about communication is where you come to that little frustration patch because someone's not understanding what you're trying to communicate or convey, so you kind of shut down because they're not com- comprehending what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And in in a relationship, I think that your partner's comprehension is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. And this is a conversation that me and Brittany have had and just talking about comprehension is just like, you can have general conversations with people and you could say like, yo, your comprehension isn't my responsibility. I communicated that. But when it comes to your partner and you guys want to achieve success and you guys want to grow together and you guys want to be on the same page, I, I do believe it is your responsibility or whoever is communicating to responsibility to communicate and convey the message until your partner comprehends it. Mm-hmm. So that's just my little monologue to open up this episode okay. today. Okay. How y'all feel about effective communication? Oh, I know this is big for you. This is big. I know you wanted to really dive in and, and sink your teeth into this one, man. How you feel about it, bro? Yeah. I mean, I, I've had so many different occasions and different experiences in, with my relationship with Candace where you know we've had to really work on our communication. So I'm glad that we all decided and agreed to, to bring this topic to the forefront. Um, but, and just piggybacking off of what you're saying, you know, it's important to understand that within communication, there's two sides of it. 
there's the speaking part and then there's the listening part. And like, if you can't just do one without the other, although you can only do one at a time, mm -hmm. right? But sometimes when someone communicates and speaks to you, sometimes your ego could get bruised mm -hmm. in the midst of that and you could shut off the listening. So basically exactly what you're saying, you know what I mean? So it's, it, it's important to understand that to have effective communication, you have to leave your ego out of it. Because if your ego stays attached within the communication, there will be moments within that where you will just stop listening altogether. Mm. I've learned that and I can speak to that from firsthand experience. Um, but I, I will say that if you do desire to have a great relationship, one that continues to blossom and flourish, right? Communication has to be clear at all times. And in, we, we can't get into um, the mindset that because I'm with my partner for five years, two years, th four years, that we just assume that they know what we're thinking. Yep. We can't do that. And it's crazy because you would think that like, man, as time is going on, we should be getting closer together. We should be more aligned and more on the same page, which mm -hmm. is true. Mm -hmm. And I would say probably 75% of the time that is the case, right? But there is that other 25% where there is a disconnection and for some reason your partner doesn't understand. So you have to effectively communicate what it is that you're trying to get across. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that takes um, a little work on your behalf by breaking it down in particular ways, making things, simplifying things, um, or just articulating it in a different way so your partner could receive that, right? Mm -hmm. I could tell you one thing and tell it to you one way, mm -hmm. but that may not be the way you learn, mm -hmm. right? We all learn differently, you know what I mean? And we're not, we shouldn't be faulted because my way of learning is different than yours. Yeah. And so I think it's important to have that effective line of communication always open and co constantly evergreen within the relationship. And I think with that, you'll find success within it all the time. And any type of situation that you have, whether it be big or small, you're always able to get through it. Mm. And I think that's important within relationship because there's going to be bumps, bruises, boundaries that we all come across and encounter within our relationship. I think the key is how fast can we get through, pass, over, and around them? Mm. You know what I mean? So Okay. Oh, okay. Strong. Oh, yeah. Hey, that boy was ready. <laughs> that was strong. Ooh, he said through, over, what? And shit. around. That's right, BB, yeah. XX. Hey. I'm going to come back and ask you about boundaries. I'm gonna, But I, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So what, Um, I guess, can you can you point to one thing in your life that, had the most influence on your communication or your ability to communicate? Can I pinpoint now off the top of my head? Not, not really. What about, what about this? What about your, um, your ability to listen? Can I pinpoint when What's that? The, maybe not pinpoint, but if can you think about something that that required you to listen and naturally enhance those skills without even thinking about it? Well, I would say that I learned to listen. I acquired the skill of listening through sports, mm -hmm. right? Sports actually, which sports teach, anyone who's in, engaged with sports know that sports do teach you a lot about mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to earn respect from others or are gain notoriety in a particular field 
of what you're doing, sometimes it's important to effectively listen so people don't have to repeat themselves. Mm. A lot of times people that teach you things or teach people things, they really love when they don't have to repeat it and say it. So if, if, I, if I'm teaching something and I said it one time and then you ask me a question, but then you repeat it to me and it let me know that you understood it, I'm probably going to lean more towards you because mm -hmm. I'm like, this guy gets it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This guy mm -hmm. gets it. And it's nothing against you, mm -hmm. right? But you just get it. Yeah. So more than likely, I'm more likely to give Duke the opportunity first before I give it to you. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I observed that and watched that mm -hmm. through sports. Mm -hmm. That taught me a lot about, that taught me a lot of how to approach things within my regular life and mm -hmm. within my relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, it's always been important to listen, yeah. but that's not to say that I'm always the greatest at doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I do know the importance of it, right? But I would be lying to say, lying to both of y'all, to all of our viewers and listeners if I said I had it down packed every time. Mm -hmm. Because there are things that come up there, I'm like, that shit really bothered me. Mm -hmm. Bothered my ego. Sorry. It didn't bother. Oh, that shit really bothered my ego. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And now I want to fucking listen. Mm. <laughs> now I'm thinking about my goddamn rebuttal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it's, I don't even care about that shit because I'm, now I'm trying to prove a point of why I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And lost sight of the whole reason why we even decided to have the conversation. Mm. That's, and that shit's not right. So I would say that I learned, I acquired that skill from sports early on, but it's a, it's an ongoing learning process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think communication for me is, as well as like you, I've learned it from sports. Um, growing up, you kind of adapt those traits because you have so many teammates. Yeah. You got so many different personalities, so many different, especially when we get to college, so many different accents. Everyone mm -hmm. had everyone says things differently, so it's really important to, to listen. And then, as far as the the component of listening that requires, like, yo, can you take can you take constructive criticism? Can you take feedback? I get that from sports. Sports is number one mm -hmm. because you know as well as I do that when you play sports, it's the one arena in the world that. Everything goes as far as like constructive criticism. Everything goes. Everything goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have to learn how to have tough skin because you have an authority figure like coaches mm -hmm. that are giving you feedback, that are telling you what you did wrong, right? That are telling you, hey, yo, you need to do this right. And you get to learn early on how to, um, I guess, listen to feedback, listen to negative feedback without feeling triggered. Yep. You know, and be able to change behavior or change habits to essentially get better in whatever you're you're doing. So I think sports is very important in that regard, um, communicating and listening. Mm -hmm. um, communication has been big in my relationship, man. I talked about this a couple episodes. I love the way we communicate. I love the way we communicate. I think it's the foundation of what we got going, mm -hmm. right? Um, very early on. It wasn't always comfortable, but very early on, it was just like, yo, this is how I want things to be, right? If you're a man, if you want things to be a certain way, you can never have that without communication. Yeah. It's impossible. Because now you're asking women to read your mind. Now you're asking women to, to, to lead. And that's not really practical for, for you and what you want to get going. So communication is big, man. Communication is big. Hey, and you like you said, asking women to lead, and we talk about it, leadership is not, not convenient. convenient. Not convenient. So even in communication, because communication is actually one of the most... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. 
So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Frustrating things that you can do. Because mm-hmm. it shows up in so many different ways. Your partner communicates with you in so many different ways, whether it's verbally, uh, with her body language. Yeah, nonverbal is it's, it's a huge component oh my of communication. I'll tell you right now, Whew. nonverbal communication for me gives me like probably like the biggest level of anxiety. anxiety. I knew it. It gives me the biggest level of anxiety because your partner will, the, uh, the poor communication skills in your partner will tell you like, yo, I'm communicating that I have an attitude through my body language. But the anxiety comes from, I don't know what the attitude is. Yep. You're not telling me. I just feel, I feel <laughs> the block, but I don't know what's going on. Now two people are being... Or having lack of communication. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now you both lacking communication because it's like, I don't have a problem, but I don't know how to approach you. So I can't treat you the same way I would treat you if everything was all good. So I would love to come up and hold you right now, but I'm afraid of rejection. Mm. You know, I'm afraid of if I come up and hold you and you turn around and push me away, I don't know how far that's going to really push me away, you know? So it's like, okay, well, let me just give her a space. But like for you, it's like he gave me a space. He don't even care. So now you guys are having this entire silent battle of communication without saying anything. And that is so dangerous. That lack of communication is so dangerous. It's dangerous because, I tell you, when you don't communicate, the devil narrates. Mm. That happens because, <laughs> hey, one more time, one more time. Hey, one more time. when you don't communicate, the devil narrates. So now, Oh, yeah, he doesn't care about me. He's not trying to ask me what's wrong. He doesn't care. And you're like, man, I'm afraid to ask her what's wrong because she's pushing me away. And all of these narrations are coming in your head and neither one of you guys have spoke to each other. Mm. All y'all got to do is sit down and talk to each other. It sounds easy, but it's hard. It's hard, you know, because you guys are both operating in that space of fear. You guys, I'm sure y'all both have had those moments of just like silent communication. Y'all walking by each other in the house. Mm-hmm. Nobody saying nothing. You know, she slam, she slam a cupboard and you want to be like, hey, come on, dog. Come on now. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> but now if you say something, it's going to make it bigger. Yep. So you're like, let me not say nothing. So like all of these things are aspects of communication. These are communicating. She's communicating. Yeah. You're communicating. Y'all both want attention. Yeah. But y'all know how to say it. Yeah. Man, and it's it's so much. One thing that I think, like Duke, you said, your relationship is on communication. Man, I try to really, I try to explain the importance of vulnerability between us because it's like, yo, I want some attention. Say it. Yep. Say it. Like it's uncomfortable to say because it's so vulnerable. It's so naked. Yeah, it's not easy. No. It's not easy at all. It's not. So I want to know for you, from you guys, right? We, we, we understand that I think, I think communication for me, I believe that it's a journey. But when in your relationship did you guys say like, hey, yo, fun is, fun is cool, but like communication actually is going to have to be the foundation of all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, was there a point that that happened or did you go into it just knowing that? No, I, I think over time we realized we needed to hone in on that on that level to really take our relationship to the next level. I think early on when you're in that honeymoon phase, y'all not really thinking about how effective your communication is. 
also not too much shit has happened. When you're in the when you're in the honeymoon phase, everything is all sweet. You know what I mean? Speak, going back to our, our last episode about the lust languages, everything is in harmony right mm-hmm. now. It's, it's everything is blissful. But when that phase and you're starting to face with real adversity, whether it be her personally, you personally, or things that you guys are going through together, that's when it's got to really change. And for me, that's when there, a shift started to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, like, it's still going on to the day. You know what I mean? Just like Duke says, he loves a communication, right? But I'm pretty sure he would also say that's something they're still working on today, mm-hmm. right? It, he, don't, he don't love how great it is just because they're not putting work into it. You know what I mean? They actively working on being effective communicators amongst one another. Um, so, yeah, I mean, earlier on, I would say as soon as the, the honeymoon phase... And we started to face some real shit within our relationship. Oh, that's when the community, that's when we both realized like, yo, we got to start talking. Facts. And I can't, I can't sit here and assume whatever the hell is going on in your mind and vice versa. Cause that shit got us nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're not trying to go nowhere. We, we got, we have a goal for our relationship and it's to go up and to always trend upward. You know what I mean? And anything that's keeping us here and stagnant is too low vibrational for us. And that's not going to, that, that ain't going to be a secret for success. The secret for success is constantly being effective with your communication so we're always on the same page mm-hmm. so we could constantly keep growing in the same direction yeah so that so, was that was, that's when i, I so i think i think for me we always kind of know we always kind of know that we want to communicate mm-hmm. it's just that we kind of sh- shy away from it because it's uncomfortable of course right so un- until we're in a situation where it's a must-have mm-hmm. that's when we kind of lean into it and say all right i think it's time but until we get to that point that conflict that's that hurdle that obstacle we're going to stay away from it, mm-hmm. even though we know we should be communicating, mm-hmm. right? It takes maturity. It takes time. But we know that we got to communicate because how do we get what we want if we never speak up about it? How do we get better as a unit if we never talk to each other about it? We understand, but it only comes from those moments where it's just like, all right, our back's against the wall. We need something to change. Let's do it, right? Mm-hmm. We know that leadership isn't convenient. Communication isn't either. But great right. leaders have great communication. Great communication, right? Great leaders are great listeners. Great, okay. I just Drivers. read a book that said that. All right, so it's <laughs> so the urgency for communication has to the urgency for communication has to rise, right? In moments of conflict, in mo- in tough moments, really tough moments, because it's easy. It's easy to communicate. It's easy to tell you that I think you're attractive when it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's no bullets flying. Mm-hmm. It's easy to play in the game when you're up 30 points. Mm-hmm. That's easy, right? But how do you, how do you maintain that level of motivation when you're down 20? You know, in the third quarter, how do you do that? That's hard. Mm-hmm. So that's learning how to communicate is, um, you know, taking that urgency, right? You have to have that level of urgency in order to get to that point where it's just like, all right, this is it. You know what I'm saying? And that happens from experience. That happens from for for me, I think um, one thing that I could that I could reference early on is when me and Chanel first started uh, talking the first time, and we were dating. You know, she liked me; our chemistry was great. But we got to a point where it was, uh, "What are we doing?" Like a "What are we doing?" point. You know what I mean? And that case, she was like, "Hey, yo, like, so what are we? What are we doing?" And it was a first opportunity for us to really get on the same page and talk about where we're at in our life and not just say, we good, right? So, so the, <laughs> we, we, we really got, hey. we, 
That's good. <laughs> like, what are we? Oh, man, we, we straight. We, we straight. We straight. Uh -huh. we, we doing us, all right? But it was the first time that I could think back to when we had a conversation where we actually spoke about what our plans were for each other. Okay? And I think that's early on, that's when I realized, oh, like, I could really talk to her. Mm. I could really... I'm not going to tell her everything, but I could really, like, this is a good, great foundation to start with. Because mm -hmm. I, th I think I told her something she didn't want to hear, but she, didn't, she, but she, she, she received, received it. it. She received it well, right? And I think that's an important part of communication is being able to receive, not just listen to somebody, but being able to receive and digest what someone's telling you, even if it's something that you don't want to hear, mm -hmm. right? That's really, really important. And I think, um, I think the way we get to that is through just an immense amount of emotional regulation, mm. right? Because I think, I think- um, What does that mean, emotional regulation? Emotional regulation is keeping your composure, right? To be able to receive negative feedback or criticism without being triggered, okay? So we, it's required, so composure, emotional uh, 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 regulation, is required if we're going to have great communication, okay? Because without composure, without emotional regulation, we are going to react in a negative way and we're gonna react based on defense and emotion and not logic, mm -hmm. not rationale, not even solution, mm. just defense, okay? So if we're acting on defense now, I don't even care what you're saying. You trigger me, I don't care what you're saying. I don't care if it's logical, if it makes sense. All I care about now, I'm, I'm in defense mode, right? So now I'm far away from the problem. And I think that in order to have great communication, we need to be able to understand that we gotta be able to emotionally regulate ourselves, right? And I think that that's, that's, that's kind of where we got to, you know? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Duke, you said you guys had a conversation early on and made you realize it. And I feel like communication becomes important when you guys are facing things, right? Because mm -hmm. it's no it's no point a lot of times to talk about things you guys aren't facing. Mm -hmm. It's no point no a lot point. of times, right? Pointless conversation. So when you guys start facing things, communication is important because at that point you realize, okay, this is how my partner feels about this and this is how I feel about it. And then I feel like in that beginning phase of communication, you're like, all right, which side do we feel most comfortable with agreeing with, right? That's not the communication I'm talking about. I'm talking about when your partner is far left, you far right, and this is where you guys stand, and you're like, nah, this is how we should do it, and you're like, yo, this is how we should do it. All right, this is how I feel, and this is how I feel. I think that that space is super interesting in communication because that's the part where you guys start having to cultivate and decide, are we going to do things how I do it? Are we going to do things how you do it? Are we going to start to now create and cultivate a new way in how we communicate to where we do things this way? And that takes a lot of friction. Mm -hmm. That takes a lot of friction because especially when you're dealing, with, you're dealing with strong men, strong women, strong opinions, strong heads. And it's like, yo, 
I've been doing this for 20 plus years, 30 plus years, and it's been working for me and I feel comfortable with it. And now you want me to change that? That part is is difficult. And I feel like in communication, we got to give communication context. And in that, the context will be who we actually are. We could say words, but like, where is those words coming from? Why do I feel this way? Where is that? Like, who who am I to be saying this? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like, yo, I don't want to do this? Like, who am I as a person? Because this moment may not make sense to you because you don't fully understand who I am. So you're looking at this moment and you're trying to argue this moment and it's actually completely going against who I am as a person, mm-hmm. like the person that I've created or this moment could be going against who you are as a person and in communicating. So I remember when... Early on, when me and Brittany first started dating, we would always, I would ask her hella questions and she'd be like, why are you questioning me? (laughs) And these questions, I used to have to tell her like, yo, I'm not questioning you. Like these questions are actually context for me so I could truly understand like who you are as a person. It's going to make more sense to decisions that you make or reasons why you said this and, you know, things because everything comes from a place. Mm -hmm. Everything we do comes from a place. somewhere. For example, if you was like, if O was like, Hey, I hate the color blue. I don't. So why do you hate the color blue? That come from a place. Yep. Now, if you was like, I just hate it, you're not communicating. Yep. Or I don't feel comfortable being vulnerable enough with you. Wow. I don't feel comfortable enough being vulnerable with you. What you just said, though, is I think what a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I just know that it was a problem in my relationship early on, all right, where... If I, I got to a point where if I had a problem with something Chanel was doing, I would say, hey, yo, I have a problem with this. She would say, why? Right? And because I never wanted her to ever question what is it that she did, I would always have reference points. Okay. I said, yo, I don't like the fact that you acted funny. Why do you think I'm acting funny? Well, because you came in the house and didn't say and didn't say anything to me. Well, I'm having I'm like, I'm just, I'm just chilling. That's not Okay, well, here's another reason. It's because you never come in the house and do that. Mm. Okay, so now we got, you always come in the house and say something to me. So now you're not coming in the house and saying something to me. So now there's a problem. I can equate it to something. It's never just, I don't like how you're acting. Why? I don't know. It's just a feeling. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's not, that doesn't swing with me. It can't. Pinpoint behavior of why. Hmm? You pinpoint behavior. Uh, correct. So yeah. like, I'm going to give you something that I'm, I have a problem with, and then I'm going to give you an example of why I have a problem with it. So you, so you clearly understand where it's coming from. So then you're able to reflect on your behavior and change it, but then understand, okay, this is the context we're working with, right? Don't tell me I'm acting funny, and then I'm going to say, wow. So if some, something happened before too, she'll tell me I'm acting funny, and I'll know what, she, what she's referencing. So I'll say, why? Mm-hmm. And so she, she could explain it. She needs to explain it to me. I'll mm-hmm. say, I, I will know what she's talking about, and I'll say, why? And she's like, you're just acting funny. Well, if, we, if you can't tell me, then we can't have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. I but can't fix I need, it. I need to know why. I'll know, though. And I'll be like, yo, because she needs to practice being able to communicate specifically what she's talking about, because she doesn't tell me specifically what she's talking about, then we can't fix it. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that part of communication is important. So when you say everything comes from somewhere, that's the shit I be looking at. I don't let that stuff fly. But I feel like if we get in the habit of making sure that it's always clear and 
figuring out what the reference point is and what what is the actual thing that's making us feel like this and being mm -hmm. able to communicate that without because what happens is you're not sometimes you don't want to communicate it because it's so small it sounds stupid when you actually articulate it. Yep. Right? It's like you acting funny. Why why am I acting funny? Well, because you came in the house and you left the light on. Something stupid like that, right? And it, and that's not an, an actual example, but something small like that sounds crazy coming out of someone's mouth. But that's exactly what I want to hear. Because now there's no confusion. Now I can't act stupid and be like, all right, well, I don't know what you're talking about. So I think that type of communication is really important. And even if it sounds stupid, you should still say it, right? Because if you don't, eventually, if you don't get it out and if you don't communicate what the issue is, regardless of how it sounds, it just goes into this drawer, this mm -hmm. emotional drawer that you have. And eventually it's going to come out, but it's going to come out with everything, mm -hmm. right? So then you end up you end up over-communicating like a multitude of problems or mm -hmm. multitude of issues that have been bothering you. And you now you're really not getting nowhere. So it's important that even if it does sound stupid in the moment, if it is bothering you to effectively communicate that shit, because that's the only way y'all going to get over it. Again, like I learned this one time in this class that I had to take in college about like this emotional drawer that we have. And it's just like clothes. Are you sticking in that drawer that you have at the bottom of your house? And every time you open it, some every time you open it, it just seems to get more stuff and more shit just starts to pop out. And it gets harder and harder to close it each time. And that's, that's, that's what's going to happen with the communication between the two of you guys. It's going to get harder and harder to actually get to the bottom of the solution yeah. if you're not being truthful and honest about whatever it is, regardless of how it sounds. Yeah. Look, you said... It could be something that would be so small, right? Valid. It could be something that could be so stupid, right? Valid. And and I've learned it could also be something that's so deep that you're not even fully aware of when somebody asks you the question. And when they ask you the question, it triggers that space here that come, you that you, your ego. that you thought you tucked away. Here come your ego. So it's like just because, yep. you know, it's like, yo, hold yep. on. And that's where I learned in communicating with people. I, I put myself in their shoes with my, with my personality and how I feel and everything. Right. And it's like, would that make me feel that way? And I'm like, no, that question wouldn't have made me feel that way. So would that's that be not fair though. No, listen, listen. Okay. So with that being said, it came from a place. So now it's like, okay, well, well, why do you feel like that? Like, if I, hey, yo, hey, Oh, how you feel about clams? Ugh, I hate clams. Cool. I don't feel that way. Why do you why do you hate clams? I just hate them. No, why do you hate them? You could have had an aunt that forced you to eat clams one time when you're a kid and you're like, I'll never test these again. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to get to. Yeah. I like to get to that stuff because it gives me a better understanding of who you are as a person. I can't communicate without knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. That's very difficult for me. Because I have to have empathy and compassion for the person and not just for the words that's coming at me. So if somebody be like, just listen to me, listen to what I'm saying, I hate clams. I need to know where that's coming from if we gonna do this. One thing that's comfortable for me though in knowing is like, if you my partner, I plan on being with you forever. So I don't have to figure out in that moment. Mm. Forever is a long time. So we got a long time to figure these things out and things like that. But I just wanna bring awareness to you that this is something that triggered you. And then we're talking about clams. We're talking about clams. 
But we're not talking about clams. We're talking no. about your aunt that forced you to eat these clams when that's you were, when you were a child. About. You didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. You know, all kind of things. Your parents weren't around. Mm-hmm. It was a time where your parents went on vacation. And now it's like, yo, I used to hate when my parents went on vacation because I had to stay with this aunt. Mm-hmm. Now we could talk. Mm-hmm. Got you. For sure. We're not even going to bring... Uh, we're not even going to bring... Even, uh, yeah, having no more shellfish. No more shellfish. Mm-hmm. We're not bringing shellfish around. But... When we talk about communication and having an effective communication, specifically with your partner. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I want to dive deep. I want to know where things come from because I need to understand what a, what a clean slate of you looks like so I could fully understand you. And when I say a clean slate, the words aren't the slate. Mm-hmm. It's where those words are coming from. Mm-hmm. So just like I gave you the example, like, yo, I hate the color blue. Why do you hate the color blue? Like, man, I grew up, I grew up in a blood neighborhood and some of my homies actually was killed by the the rival, the rival gang. And it anytime somebody with blue came around, we had to run away from these dudes. Cool. I understand that. But if you just tell me you hate it with no context, I'm gonna always I don't wanna question your feelings or not make your feelings valid. But I need to understand where that comes from. So that's where so, that's where it comes off as questioning. Yeah. Because I just come on, give me some more, give me some more. Because I need to know. That's it's not. It's not about questioning you. It's about understanding, really. It's that, about understanding. Yeah, I care that much. Yeah. That's where it becomes our our job or mm-hmm. that person's whoever's on that end to really make the other person feel extremely comfortable mm-hmm. with being vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Like so, like it. You're trying to get the answers, but at the same time, your job is to make this person feel comfortable Mm -hmm. because that's the only way you're going to get what you're searching for in that moment. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to, you're not going to find it. So you got it. Like we got to make this person feel safe. Mm -hmm. Got to make this person feel like, yo, it's whatever information I'm I'm, I'm withholding from him or or her. Like when I give it to him, they're going to treat that like delicately, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Sacredly and really, you know what I mean? Like really take care of that and not mistreat it. You guys ready for a story? Come on. Okay. All right. I, I, can, I, I, I can speak exactly to what you're talking about, right? And I, 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 was, I was the one in the seat at this time. So I um, forgot what it was. Something came up. And Brittany came to me and she was, she was asking me about, she was asking me about something old, but it made me have anxiety. It made me nervous. And she looked at me and she grabbed my hand and she could see, I'm like, I'm breathing heavily. I'm nervous. I'm afraid to answer the question. You know, like all these things. And she's like, babe, it was, it was just a question. And then she was like, why do you feel like this? And she made me feel safe. And then in her making me feel safe, because this space was so deep for me, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware. In her making me feel safe, I started searching, like, why do I feel, why am I feeling like this? And when she asked me the question, it made me think about like my childhood. When I was a kid, bro. If your parent, my if my parents asked me a question and it wasn't the answer they wanted, it was the result they wanted to give anyway. So 
My parents, we had this, I remember we had this table set and it was like leather chairs. I feel like everybody who grew up in LA had them. Like it was just leather cushions, right? And there was a rip in the cushion. It was faux leather. So if you sit down hard enough, the it's cushion- It's gonna rip. It'll rip, <laughs> right? My dad come home one day, he said, there's a rip in the leather. None of us actually ripped it. And my dad was like, who ripped the leather? We're like, well, no. He's like, who ripped the leather? It was like, nobody did it. And he was like, all right, well, y'all go in the room and y'all find out who ripped the leather or else y'all all gonna get whoopings. <laughs> so for me, my siblings was like, hey, yo, just tell them, just tell them you did it. I'm the youngest. So just tell them you did it. Cause he gonna whoop all of us. So it's it just, you just take the whooping, he ain't gonna whoop you as hard, right? So I took the whooping, right? And from that day, I was like, okay, the truth doesn't matter in my house. Mm. It doesn't matter. People are gonna believe what they're gonna believe. So the truth doesn't matter. So you have to paint the picture and you have to paint the story. However, you can paint it in the best of your favor. So fast forward, Brittany's asking me these questions. I'm hyperventilating because like, I could tell her the truth, but like, I'm like, it don't matter. It don't matter. What story do I need to tell her right now? Mm. And in understanding like where that came from, I was like, all we do is communicate from how we grew up, bro. Like the only way to get out of the way that you communicate is to actually put in the work. And it's hard to put in the work if you have all these like fly by night relationships with people. You're not putting in no work at all. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's why people really, really want to run from relationships because you got to see you. Mm -hmm. You got to look in the mirror at you and be like, okay, why I don't like that? Or why do I do this? So when I had that moment, like it really, really took me, it took me somewhere like, wow, okay. By her grabbing your hand, did that give you the comfort you were searching for in I, that moment? I knew that, I knew that at that moment, she grabbed my hand and she looked at me and she said, babe, it's just a question. I was like, it really was just a question. Because <laughs> yep. for me, when my parents asked me questions like that, it was a conviction. Yep. It wasn't a question. It don't matter what I say here. You already decided. We get whoopings. Yep. <laughs> it's just Somebody. what it is. Somebody getting a whooping. Yep. So we need to just find out who that person is. That's what that's what our choices are. And you know, that was a bit that was a big breakthrough in our communication. That was a big breakthrough in our communication, you know, and then also for me to just understand like Giving somebody everything rather than just giving them what you want to give them isn't fair either. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yo, you got to give, give them everything. It's not fair for you to just give them what you want to give them because now they kind of like left in the dark with certain information. But that, that's, that's a, it's all a work in progress. It's all a work in progress. You know, I want to tell a story. I want to tell a story too. And um, it's more so on the other side of having effective communication. The other night, Candace and I were out and we were talking about um, our plan and our vision, our goals. And in, in that, discussing that amongst, amongst ourselves, you know, we're both um, having to be vulnerable about certain things that we have to do or give up in order for us to achieve this goal, right? Or these goals. And this conversation went on for about like an hour and a half. We were out eating and stuff like that. I think I told you mm -hmm. she wanted to take me to dinner. And, um, you know, we came home. We came home and she walked in the house and she goes, damn, I feel like we just had sex. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that, that type of feeling occurs when you guys are being 
extremely open, extremely effective with the communication, right? Mm. I find it hard to believe. She's never told me this mm -hmm. ever in my life. I've never heard her say <laughs> off of a conversation. Damn, I've, that to sex. I've, ne I've never heard that before. I've mm -hmm. never heard my woman. I've never heard any woman tell me that. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, that conversation right there, I felt like I was being penetrated. Not my vagina, my mind. Like I was penetrating her mind for how, I, or we were penetrating each other's minds. I mean, to be, I, I mean, I, I didn't feel like we, had, I didn't feel like that, right? Well, I didn't feel like we had sex, but I felt like we had a, like that kind of, it charged me up so much. And mm. I felt, so, I felt like we were in such a great place. Yeah, sync, yeah. Uh, in such in sync upon leaving that conversation. You know what I mean? It left me so inspired within our relationship that it was like, yo, if we could continue to like, and honestly, that wasn't a, a, a hurdle that we were talking about, mm -hmm. but it was something that we deeply cared about and we had to talk through it. And the emotion that came after us effectively doing that was miraculous. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? For her to equate a conversation to sexual intercourse, I felt like was a huge moment within our relationship. And those are moments that I want to try to recreate all the time. Like mm -hmm. now, She literally told me this three, four days ago and I'm like, Damn, how, how can we have another conversation like that? Mm -hmm. How can I penetrate your mind and your soul like that again? Mm -hmm. Because that right there is taking us to another level. Mm -hmm. When you have effective communication with your partner, you guys are inseparable. There's nothing that anybody could come in and do to rock, take y'all off, knock y'all off the pivot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that shit is important. So it's like, and obviously it comes with time. You know what I mean? Five years of dating, that's the only time I've ever heard that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it, it takes time and conscious, uh, conscious effort and repeated acts of being effective, being open, being vulnerable, not letting your ego get involved, um, and just being honest and transparent. You know what I mean? And I think if you continue to do that, I'm gonna keep saying it, your relationship will, will blossom. Right. And I feel like that's where we at. Jalan, I kinda I kinda I kinda get a feel for your dynamic with communication with Brittany. And in, in terms of you and Candace's, who out of you two kind of steered the ship as far as like improving our communication? Oh, I would say Candace. Mm -hmm. I would say Candace. I would say out of the two of us, I'm the quickest to let something go to my ego. And also, I would be honest that like I enjoy debates. Like I, like I just enjoy, I enjoy them. I enjoy mm -hmm. having debates, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And sometimes, debate can be misconceived as a argument for her. Mm. And once we enter that, you know, it's now like, okay, let's, let's actually get our points across. But again, I'm always quick to let my ego get involved. So she's constantly having to say, to calm me down, bring me back to earth and be like, hey, yo, let's, let's be um, good fiancés about this. You know what I mean? And and be more effective with this communication yeah. so we could get through this issue yeah. that we're dealing with. Yeah. But yeah, I would say Candace for sure. She she's she, you know, we all have our our strengths and our weaknesses. You know what I mean? And yeah. she's definitely um always helping me uh get out of my weakest moments. Yeah. You know what I mean, in those situations. You you guys think generally speaking, do you guys think that women are better communicators than men? No, I wouldn't say that. No. No. I wouldn't. Um, you know, communication is so layered. Um. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? 
oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say women are better communicators than men, but I wouldn't say men are better communicators than women yeah. either. Uh, that is that's a tough question. It's a loaded question. It's loaded. A very very loaded question. Mm. Um, because I've I've even learned that emotional maturity is different in certain aspects. Like there's no just blanket. No, I'm I'm more emotionally mature because you can feel that way and you can lead for the majority of times when it comes to emotional maturity but it's going to be certain aspects to where your partner could insert herself and and you'll see like yo she actually kind of got me on that one Mm. you know so i couldn't i couldn't say yes or no or no on it you know it's because it's certain things that i thought that i was head and shoulders better at yeah that i was like okay i dropped the ball on that one actually mm-hmm. not just the situation i dropped the ball on that altogether. like oh okay well i could do a better job on on that you know um i think you know when we're talking about communication understanding what your partner is saying but also understand what they're feeling while they're saying it is how you how you are going to be able to better maneuver around in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Your partner could say one thing to you, but the feeling that's triggering what they're saying could actually be something totally different than what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. So being able to listen to their words, but also listen to their heart and come, knowing where they're coming from too. Because, you know, as men... We're natural, we're natural problem solvers. That's just what it is. So we're listening and we're listening, right? So you're like, yo, it's not like I'm not listening, mm-hmm. but I'm listening for the problem. For the problem. And then when I hear I'm listening for the problem, I'm hearing me as the problem, but it's you expressing just how you feel. Hmm. So it's kind of it's 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 the communication kind of gets um a little bit crossed. Because we're trying to communicate what, yo, how you feel and what reality is. And that is a tough space, I know, for us as men Mm. to fully navigate because it's a certain level of feelings that women can tap into when it comes to their emotions that we just don't have access to. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, just like sitting back and just like listening, you know, I try to, I got in trouble for that too. Just like, yo, I just told you this and you didn't say nothing. It's like, yo, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out where to, where to, I don't want to insert myself on your feelings. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing for me. Like, I don't want to insert myself on your feelings. Now, like, now, if we problem solve and we get through that, oh yeah, let's do that. 
for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, let's talk through it. Let's communicate through it. You know, if you just want to talk and then you just want to hold, like, let's do that. But communicating to a point well enough to you even know what you need to do, mm -hmm. you know, um, requires such a level of patience. I think the biggest thing that I've learned in communication is patience. Mm -hmm. And in communication, we always try to listen for what we're trying to understand. But if you have patience, you might not be listening to understand. You might not understand. You might just need to just sit there and just be patient with whatever she's going through, whatever's happening. You know, and like that, that right there is, that's the, that's the dance right there. I step on her toes every now and again, but we, we still moving. We didn't fall. Yeah. You know, so that, that is, that is the interesting space in communication. I think just that, that patience and that grace we spoke about earlier, you know, and then also women understanding that you lead in certain aspects too, especially when it comes to that emotional space. So I don't know if this has happened to y'all, but this happened to me the other day. And just talking about being effective with communication, um, you know, when, when it's time to apologize, mm. I don't know what it is, and maybe this is just me, maybe y'all could speak to this, but when it's time to apologize, for some reason, it's okay for it, like, it's so easy for me just to say sorry, right? But when I have to explain why I am sorry, for some reason, it takes a little bit more for me to do that. And we had a situation the other night where it was so small. It wasn't nothing serious at all. But I was like, man, I should really apologize for this. And I'm in the bathroom. I'm brushing my teeth. And I'm going back and forth, always talking to this ego, always saying, um, bro, just go in there and just apologize for, for what it was, for not effectively communicating that she, for, her, for you not expecting her to, to read your mind. That's all you have to go in there and tell her. And my ego is saying, oh. Bro, just say sorry or just go to sleep. It's not even that big. When you wake up in the morning, it'd be straight. Mm. And I was able to get past my ego in that moment, go in there and say, hey, babe, you know what? I'm sorry for not, uh, I'm sorry for expecting you to know what is on my mind. I apologize because I know that's not going to get us anywhere. And it would be much better if I just came out and said what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And instantly she was just like, yo, thank you First of all, thank you so much. I'm so happy that we're able to talk through any situation that we have. Um, and I don't know what it was in that moment that I actually realized, yo, it's really hard for me to apologize and explain why I'm apologizing. I don't, and I don't know if you guys have ever had that situation before, but I realized the second that I explained why I was apologizing, it seemed like I was just set free. And I don't believe I would have had that, um, that freedom, that sense of freedom had I just said, I'm sorry. Mm. And I think like you got to be effective even when you're apologizing when shit is wrong and you're in the wrong. You know, it's not just good enough just to um, ask for forgiveness or just say sorry. Explain so she fully understands that you are aware of what you did wrong. You acknowledge that I got you. You are able to acknowledge what what's going on in the moment and then get past right. it. But when you just say, "Hey, I'm sorry," it doesn't really do anything for the person on the mm -hmm. other end. It just kind of says, oh, this person was just ready to get over that conversation mm -hmm. right. and move on. But we haven't fixed the situation yeah. or fixed the problem that made us be cause friction within our relationship. That's actually really condescending when someone says, I'm sorry, and you just know that you're just saying sorry to shut me up. That's crazy. That's whack. And what that does to me, bro, it kind of just, it just makes it worse for me. Yeah. Because now I feel like you're not being genuine. Yeah. You know, and I and I also feel like it's a bit it's like sarcastic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah, I, I but it's crazy that. because you cannot be coming from that place. You could yeah. be genuinely sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But unless you articulate why, then it, it doesn't come off as genuine. Tone of voice matters too, though. Yep. But even if you have the right tone, you just say, hey, babe, I'm sorry. After a while, it's like, okay, but what are you sorry about? You could only say I'm sorry with the genuine voice or the right, with the right pitch for so long. I, mm -hmm. Anybody's going to get fed up with that shit. Mm -hmm. It's just like, my bad, I'm late. My bad, I'm late. It's cool. It's cool. Third time, it's like, bruh. Yeah. Why the fuck you? Why are you late every day? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Cause you're just yeah. you're just saying you're just coming here saying I'm late. That doesn't. I mean, first two times it was cool, but it's like we need to know why so we could address so we could fix it so we could stop it from happening. Yeah. And if we don't know why, then we can't prevent it from happening. You know. Let's talk about some practicalities, though. All right. In terms of conflicts. In terms of conflict, what are some actual action things that people can do as far as, okay, so far as conflict, what are some things people can do to, and, and while they're communicating to resolve conflict? I think making eye contact is really important. Mm -hmm. Making eye contact. Make eye, make eye contact, you know, because when you're looking away from your partner or your back is turned or your angle to the side, just like you said, I, it comes off as condescending. You have to understand when you guys are trying to communicate, it's a vulnerable space for both of you. Even if the situation may not be vulnerable, mm -hmm. communication is a vulnerable space. So mm -hmm. any little bit of anything that you give somebody a lack of, they can deem as, yo, you're you're not really you're not really trying to communicate. You yeah. just want to get over this situation. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. So I think making eye contact is extremely important. Um, one thing we we talk about is just tone of voice. Mm -hmm. That's huge. You know, like I, I don't I, I I don't like I don't like yelling. I don't like yelling. So even it's even time she knows how much I don't like yelling. And you know you get so passionate you talking about something like this and it's like hey, come down. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's, come down and not doing that condescending. Come down, mm -hmm. you know. You're like, nah, like, hey, calm down. Yeah, nah, like, yo, nah. Down. Or like, you're loud. Like, yeah. hey, yo, That's hold on, <laughs> right? But it's like, yo, come down. You know, we could we can communicate and we could talk to each other. So those those things are are things that we exercise mm -hmm. constantly. Um, and I had a uh, one of my buddies said the other day. He was like, man, you know what? People always say, don't go to bed mad. He was like, man, me and my wife, sometimes we got to go to bed mad because we just, we got to, we got to get it solved in the morning. That's not a thing for me personally. I don't really do it. But for those people, I don't want people who just be like, yo, we go to bed, we get in our bed and we solve it in the morning. I don't want people to feel convicted for doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we try to do our best to solve it at night. You know, um, sometimes you up till 12, one, two in the morning. <laughs> Trying to get that, <laughs> trying to get that solved, you know, and you'll be tired in the morning, but it's worth it. You know, it'd be worth it. You know, it's nothing like I will say one of the best feelings is when you guys have an argument that night and, you know, you guys go to bed, you kind of feel uneasy, but you guys wake up in the morning and just hold each other like that's that. That's great. I love those. Boy. Man. Boy, mm -hmm. that, that's when you were like, 
you know what? We had effective communication last night. Yeah. We had effective communication last night because we woke up this morning and we both was just like on the same thing. I thought something funny that O said. Yeah, hey, I want a good day. Yeah. A cat is look at you in the eye and be like, Are you trying to have a good day today? What you gonna say to that? Hell yeah, babe. Yeah. I get we'll get to I it. I can't turn that one down. Mm -mm. Nah. Um, what thing? What about you? I, I would say take your time. Mm. Take your time. Sometimes take your time and respond when you're ready. Okay. Right. Take your time in terms of what I'm saying or what, when I'm what ready you're to talk. saying. Okay. Sometimes you could be listening, mm -hmm. right? And you want to react to the first thing that you heard, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I mean. But just like, take your time and respond mm -hmm. when you're ready. Sometimes in, a, in, in an argument or as you guys are communicating, um, you just feel like you got to answer right now. Yep. And that's not always the case. Yep. You could take your time, explain to your partner, I'm not ready to answer that right now, mm -hmm. but I'm still listening and I'm still in a conversation. Yeah, I like, mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I think that, that part is the important part. Hey, I'm not ready to answer that I'm not that ready to right answer now. that right now, but I'm still listening and I'm still involved in the conversation. You know what I mean? But I will answer that. Mm -hmm. I will answer that. Later, I just I, I want I want to make sure I say the right thing mm. in response to that. Mm. You know what I mean? So we don't always got to be. We talk about it a lot here about you don't always have to be re so reactive all the mm. time. Which you know you got to learn that that comes through experience. Mm -hmm. But I, I would say take your time and respond when when you're ready. Yeah, I think um, I think for me it would be like you you said tone of voice. You said take your time. I think one thing would be. Um, Give each other the floor without interruption. Mm. I think a lot of times we get to a point where both people are trying to just say their say their point. Yep. That eventually you start over talking each other, and then when you over when you start over talking each other, that's when small arguments turn big. Big. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because no one wants to be the guy that like submits to. No one wants to submit their voice. Yep. Right. So I would say, really make it a point to to give each other the floor. Hey, yo, can I speak? Are you done? Sometimes, are you done can sound condescending. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually, that's actually not a good one. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right now. No, but I'm just saying, yo, but more so, not are you done, boy, yo, is there anything left? Yes, yes. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Right? Because you don't want, because you want to be clear, like, hey, yo, like, I just want to make sure that you got your complete full thought out before I start talking. Mm-hmm. Right, because in order for this to to work and be productive, you have to allow me to get my full thought out now. Yeah. Okay, so I can either re respond, rebuttal, explain myself, whatever. I'm not saying are you done, but definitely give each other the floor without interruption. Another thing I would say is, you know, for me, I s sit down. Sit down. That's a good one. I think that's a that's a great one for men who. Like, like sit your ass, sit your ass down. Yeah. Okay. Something about being up. Cause, cause, cause for me, bro, when I'm seated, I'm able to compose myself You're a calm. little bit more. Yeah. I'm more calm. I'm more composed. Right. And which, and it's important because body language is everything. All right. Body language is everything, and it's gonna say one of two things. It's gonna say, "Let's figure this out," or it's gonna say, "Let's fight." And when I'm seated and I'm calm, it's saying, yo, let's figure this out. Yep. That's okay. Good. That's Th a good one. Those are definitely two things. And I love that you said, um, take your time, bro. Mm -hmm. Cause cause it cause I could really 
put myself in that situation. And one component of taking your time is breathing. Yeah. Breathing. Like, mm -hmm. like sometimes, like I've gotten to the point where Chanel is like, yo, what you breathing for like that? Right? But I'm like, <laughs> yo, but I'll be like, yo, but, I, but I'm not like, <laughs> but more like, Mm -hmm. Slow breaths. Mm -hmm. Because when you breathe, like you know from meditation, when you control your breath, you control your output. Yep. You know, and mm -hmm. you take you take time to think. You're extremely present. So now you're now you're um, you know, you there's an action that you you're doing that's directly correlated to what's coming out of your mouth and how quickly you respond and what you say. And you talk slow and your voice is low. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's what's conducive for, you know, resolving conflict, right? And um, you know, be hot. Yeah, hot, oh, honest, open, transparent. Ooh, hot. Ooh, be hot. That was good. So yeah, I mean, th those are my um practicalities. Yeah, I think I think in this episode about in this episode about communication, you got to understand. Like, pro I'll, I'll give it eighty percent of arguments or disagreements come from a simple miscommunication. Mm, yeah. Just something was just misunderstood or lost in translation. And now you're trying to communicate that and your partner's not receiving it. So back to the beginning of what we were talking about, just comprehension. So all of those come into play, you know, allowing your partner to have the floor when they're speaking, you know, making sure you have the floor, taking your time when you have the floor, and then just not not being condescending, mm -hmm. that's because that will spark it right, up more right, right, because right, right, that's right. also the passive aggressive language that we were talking about. Just condescending, you know, things, mumbling things while your partner's talking mm -hmm. and saying little things. So, you know, those little things, they don't need to happen. I feel like when you guys are having a conversation and communicating, understand that it's you guys against the problem and not not no, you guys against each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So important. You know, it's so important. We're a team and we're trying to solve a problem. If we're if we use basketball analogy a couple of weeks ago, if the ball go out of bounds, I'm not saying you turn the ball over. We both on defense now. We both gotta get back. Check up. So we're on the same team. So we need to figure out this problem. So make sure we don't have this communication again, this miscommunication again. Mm -hmm. Fellas, anything else? Good. Okay. Family, appreciate you guys for tapping in with us. Appreciate you guys for rocking with us and watching us and listening. If you're watching this right now, go ahead and take a photo of what you're watching or screenshot the phone. Put on your stories, tag us, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you are subscribed to us on all streaming platforms. Make sure you are following us on all social platforms. Make sure you follow myself on Instagram at Duke, uh, Omar at Omar.Bowden, and Jalan at Just.Jalan. We really appreciate you guys. Please leave us some feedback. This is a great opportunity to subscribe right now. Subscribe to our YouTube channel mm -hmm. and help us grow. Um, and yeah, until next time, much love, much gratitude. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And this is another episode of Nice and Neat. And that's that on that. Peace. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old and I don't got no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road or else get left behind. Yeah. To the hunters, pleasure allegiance, I stand. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.